Now, The Rattlesnake and the Barefoot Bride, dramatized from True Detective Mysteries magazine. Our story begins on the night of August 5th, 1935, outside of Los Angeles, California, in the peaceful little community of La Cañada. Summer night is scented with the haunting fragrance of orange blossoms, whose drifting petals somehow seem like falling tears. And that strange sound that seems to float on the air, like the echo of some weird rattle. What is that? We shall see. Bungalow, Bob. Not bad for a barber, huh, Harry? What do you say, Mildred? Just marvelous, Bob. But it's all done. Not a light showing. Say, Bob, maybe Mary's asleep. Just too bad if she is. We'll wake her up. Oh, Bob, don't do that. Don't you think Harry and I could come and visit some other time? Nothing done. Well, did I asked you and Harry to come over tonight because, well, Mary hasn't been feeling well lately, and I thought you could cheer her up. We'll try. I'm so sorry. Yes, Mary looked grand when I last saw her. Always does. She's so beautiful with that lovely blonde hair and perfect white skin. Yeah. Having a 27th birthday party soon. She'll have to come out. Here, up the driveway. Come on. Come right in. I'll turn on the lights. How lovely. So this is where you keep your bride. Not bad for a barber, huh? Beautiful home, beautiful wife. Yeah, I'll call her. Mary? Oh, Mary? We got company. Yeah, that's funny. Mary, are you down here? Funny. Maybe she's upstairs. I'll run up and see. Mary? Another Jackson had an off here. Mary? Harry, I... I hope nothing's the matter. Oh, don't be silly. What could be the matter? This house seems so, so empty. Oh, Mary's probably out in the backyard feeding those rabbits of hers Bob was telling us about. Mary! Mary! She's not up there. Oh, maybe she's visiting neighbors. Neighbors? Not a chance. She doesn't know any of them. Hey, where are those flashlights? Flashlights? Hey, here, Harry. You take this flashlight and I'll take this one. Well, will set outside the house. Uh, sir? Stop. Bob, do you really think... Please, let's hurry. Mary has been, hasn't been well lately. I'm afraid she may have had a dizzy spell and fallen down somewhere. I'm glad now we decided to stay. Yeah. Harry, you take that flashlight and look out in the front yard. I'll look around outside. All right. Uh, come on, Mildred. Outside, quick. Here. Now, I'll, I'll hold the flashlight. Do you see anything? No. Oh, only those orange blossoms. Anything but those flower beds? No. Oh, Harry! Get the thing out of the front yard! No, Bob, nothing here. I'm looking at all the rattles, man. Oh, Harry! Yes? Take a look at the side yard, will you? All right. Come on, Mildred. It sure is dark out here. I certainly needed this flashlight. Uh, what's this? What? It's a little fish pond with a fountain. A lily pond. 
Oh, look, it has water lilies in it. They're night blooming. In full bloom, too. See how they Harry, have... what's that? What? There. There, on the other side of the pool. Hold your flashlight. Oh, oh it's Mary! Merciful heavens! Bob! Bob! Mary! Oh, Mary! Oh, look! Look at her hair around that water lily. Oh! Oh, Lord! Mary! How did this happen? Oh, my poor little girl! Steady, Bob. Mary! I think I'd better call the police. Happened, James? Uh, I don't know, Sheriff. He's not himself <laughs> yet, Sheriff. Uh, maybe I can help you. Do you know what happened? Well, not exactly, Sheriff, but Bob here told us that Mary, his wife, was subject to dizzy spells. Well, I figure she fainted and fell into the pond. And uh -huh. then... Yes, I see. We're going out again to look things over. You two stay here with James. Yes, sir. Come on, Jonesy. Well, I've... Pretty shallow water for anyone to drown in. Yeah, it sure does. About eight inches deep, I figure. Too bad. Hey, what's yeah. this? Turn that flashlight down on a leg. Mm, look at that. Why, oh, a leg is swollen nearly twice the size of the other one. Was she in an accident or something? I don't know. Here comes the doctor. We'll ask him what he thinks. Oh, Doc. Doc, here, this way, please. Oh, hello, Sheriff. Is this the patient? Uh, too late for being a patient, I guess, Doc. Looks like a drowning. Hmm. Rather unusual in a shallow pool like this, isn't it? Yeah. Say, Doc, look at that left leg. What do you make of it? Hmm. Looks like a like a bite of some sort. Do you know what kind? Well, that's that's hard to say. It might be some insect, like well, like a black widow spider. But I I can't say for sure without a chemical analysis. You take charge of the body until the coroner comes, will you, Doctor? Yes, I will. Come on, Jonesy. Let's go inside again. Right. <laughs> Feel any better, James? <laughs> Still too upset, eh? <laughs> Maybe you can help us, North. What do you want to know? <laughs> Has Mrs. James been in an accident recently? Oh, I, I really don't know. I didn't hear about any accidents. Hey, what's this? Mind if I read this letter? Hmm. Look at this, Jonesy. Here's your answer. Yes, yes. Just a line to let you know I'm pretty sick. My leg is all swollen. Something bit me while watering in the garden. And having lots of bad luck. This is old Blue Monday, but my daddy will be home early tonight, and he takes good care of me. Mary. Sitting by something in the garden, eh? Well, that's it. Yep. You don't need us here now, do you, man? Uh, suppose I take James home with me tonight. He's pretty well shot, and I think a good night's sleep somewhere else would do him good. That'll be okay, I guess. Well, come on, Bob and Mildred. We're going out. There you You sit in the back of the car, Bob, and you'll be more comfortable there. Feel any better, Bob? No. You know something, Harry? What? 
too bad Mary had to die that way. What do you mean? Well, it's going to look bad for me. For you? What are you driving at? My third wife found the bathtub in Colorado about three years ago. Well, what in the world has that got to do with me? Well, the cops will ask a lot of questions. And that's what's worrying you now? You sure are a queer duck. You afraid of being questioned. And your wife's stone dead. She's... You don't understand, Harry. Well, I guess I don't. Yes, sir. Here's how we found the body, Inspector. Face down in the pool, head and shoulders submerged, wore thin flowered silk dress, blue boot wash silk slippers, skirt pulled up over knees and legs bare. Oh, Mary loved to watch the goldfish play in the pond. Mary, Bob, <laughs> come on now. Calm down. She must have fainted and fallen in the pond. Mr. James, the law of Los Angeles County has no wish to meddle with a husband's grief. <laughs> we simply want the facts. Yes, sir. Sheriff Dewey. Are all the witnesses present? Yes, Inspector. All right. Go ahead, Sheriff. We found this note, Inspector, on the table in the kitchen of the deceased's home. Let me have it. Uh, Mr. James, is this your wife's handwriting? Yes, sir. Uh, this letter is addressed to Mrs. R.H. Stewart, Las Vegas, Nevada. Do you know her? Yes, sir. Mrs. Stewart is her sister. Something bit her while watering in the garden. That would account for the swollen leg. Hmm. Today is old Blue Monday. My daddy will be home early tonight. Uh, Mr. James, you were at the barber shop all day yesterday? Yes, sir. How long have you been married to the deceased? Three months. And say, Inspector, I've been married five times altogether. Quite a record for a man only 39, huh? Mr. James, we're not interested at this time in how many wives you've had. We're investigating the circumstances of this death. Sure, I, I thought I'd tell you about the other marriages so you wouldn't think I was holding out on you. I see I'll say this. Mary was the best of the lot. She was a fine girl. Mr. James, did your wife carry any insurance? Yes. In a way, I'm sorry she did. That kind of puts me on the spot. You see, I'm the beneficiary. We're not accusing you of anything. How much insurance did your wife carry? She had two $5,000 policies that carried double indemnity clauses in case of accidental death. Mm, insurance, all right. Oh, uh, Dr. Long... Uh, yes, Inspector. Uh, Dr. Long, are you the James family physician? I was called in to treat Mrs. James about seven weeks ago. Go on, Doctor. Mrs. James was an expectant mother. Was Mrs. James subject to fainting spells? She was quite nervous. I prescribed a mild sedative. Would you say that in view of the state of her health, she might have fainted and fallen into the pool? Well, yes, it, it could have happened. Poor woman. Mary James was laid to rest in Los Angeles, near the third wife of Robert James. The two brides of the strange barber lay side by side in eternal sleep. But the tragic story of Mary was not yet to have its final heart-rending chapter written. For while Robert James once more applied his shears in his barber shop, in the office of Buren Fitz, district attorney of Los Angeles County, the shears of fate were also snipping. Come on, 
Let's hear that coroner's report again. Yes, Mr. Fitz. Coroner's surgeon's report, Mrs. Mary Bush James came to her death on the night of August the 5th, 1935, as a result of drowning, with acute cellulitis of left foot and left leg following laceration of great left toe as contributing factor. Verdict, accidental drowning, case automatically closed. All right, Dewey. Well, what else have you to suggest, Inspector Southard? Uh, Mr. Fitz, there's about only one thing left to do. What's that? I've been doing some scouting around. This fellow James is taking a house out on LaSalle Avenue. Oh, who's his next-door neighbor? The house next door is vacant. Now, my idea would be to install a microphone in his house. Rent the house next door and listen in for a while. Hmm, that's a good idea. Oh, Sergeant, get me Chief of Police Davis on the phone. I want the best sound man in the department. All set to A. Microphone working now? Yes, sir. One in the bedroom and one in the living room. Okay, here comes a voice, Seth, they don't expect. Turn it on. Girl, a manicure from James' barbershop? All right, Captain. I thought I heard her voice sound familiar. She testified for him at the coroner's inquest, remember? Yeah. Now, where does this guy hope for in the picture? He has something on James. He owns a green Jewett. That's all we know, but that's plenty. Come on, let's go. Right. history of Los Angeles was on. Armed with a complete list of all cars registered in the name of Hope, the law grim and quiet checked them one by one. On the morning of May 2nd, Inspector Southerd and Tui, acting on a tip, drove up to a lunchroom in Hermosa Beach, where Charlie Hope was employed and placed him under arrest for the murder of Mary James. While he was being drilled at headquarters, the two officers resumed their vigil at the recording instruments in the house next door to the one occupied by Bob James. James is a later than usual tonight. I wonder if he knows that Hope was picked up today. No, the DA's office has him undercover. But Hope didn't track yet, Captain. Don't worry, Toei. With Williams billing him, it won't be long now. We take James tonight, eh? You heard the chief's orders. We've got to get him red-handed. Listen. Here they come now. Can I have tomorrow Sunday? I'm tired. Me too. What's your hurry? 
Would you like me anymore? How could I? Well, why shouldn't you? Come on. No, please, please. What's the matter with you anyway? No, no. Come back alone. Hey, Joey, she's run away from him. She should have done that a long time ago. Open that door. I'll break it down. Hear me? Open that door. Oh, please, please. I'll cut my door. I'll buy another one. Turn off that speaker. Let's pull our raid. Okay. Sure, you have the pass key? Yeah, here it is. Let's go over. This way. Come in. I'll open the door. You're walking fast. Careful. James will have a gun. Identify it? Yes, sir, I can. Tell the court what it is. My confession. You admit you wrote it? Yes, sir, I do. And you signed it? I did. Of your own free will? Yes, sir. You weren't forced to sign it? No, sir. Will you please read it to the jury? I shall they hope for the purpose of... Oh, just a minute, just a minute. You may start with the next paragraph, please. Yes, sir. About a year ago, I was broke. Went to Robert James' barber shop in Los Angeles to see if I could get a free haircut and shave. Oh, now listen, Bob. Give me a free ride in the barber chair. Maybe I can help you someday. Nobody helps Bob James. Say, maybe you're the man I'm looking for. Like to make a hundred dollars? Boy, I jump at that chance. Uh huh? How do I earn this hundred bucks? Yes, huh? A friend of mine says we'll pay a hundred dollars for some good live rattlesnakes. Huh? Rattlesnakes? Yeah, rattlesnakes. Not afraid of mine. For that money, I ain't afraid of that. Huh? Here's the money. Give me two of the kind of snakes I want and keep the rest of the bill. Come on, I'll take my car. Come on. Yeah, Snake Joe, that's me. Got any good diamondback rattlesnake? Water, I got the meanest diamondback around here. Now look here, mister. That they got a lot of venom in them. Venom? See, that's what Snake Joe's known for. They're what you call hot snakes, full of venom. You hear them rattling down there in the pit? Yeah, I hear them. How about them two big rattlesnakes over there in the corner of the pit? How much would they be? Mm, I'll sell them rattles to you for 70 cents a pound. Oh, you sell them by the pound, eh? Oh, sure, that's the only way to tell rattlesnakes. Okay. I'll take them to a big one. Yeah? Well, there's my stick in the noose here. Oh, here they are. Come on, lightning. Come on, there, four sons. 
I'll tell you about it. Them two diamondbacks is the meanest killers in the state of California. And they're wicked. Yeah. I brought this box with a glass top. Put them in here. Hey, boss, comes meaner than lightning. <laughs> yeah, they're plenty hot. Now, let's see. Take off the weight of the box. That's ten and a half pounds of rattlesnake. That's $7.35. Change out of ten. Right here you are. Now, come again sometime. Okay. I got the snakes, Bob. Fine. You sit back there with them. Are they hot ones? And how? Diamondbacks and plenty hot. Chuck? There's no third party in this. I want to collect some insurance. You're the only one in it with me. I don't get you. Huh? You'll soon find out. My wife, she's the one. I don't want to be mixed up in this kind of business. You'd like to get some real dough, wouldn't you? Excuse me? I thought so. Box of snakes? Yeah, over there behind the door. Daddy, you. Yeah, Mary, I'll be in soon. You're sick. Boy, I can't figure you out. You're too dumb. Come on, let's have a drink. Hey, where are you going with that rope? Wait a minute, you'll see. I'll come and heat you, take. Hey, what are you doing with that? What? Shut up. It's going to be done right. You'll see. I'm so glad you're home. I don't feel well, dear. Please call the doctor. You won't need a doctor when I'm through with you. Bob, what do you mean? Please, Bob, don't you understand? I don't feel very well. Yeah. I'm so sorry, Mary. Come here. Come on. What do you want, Bob? Now, here. Take this pen and write what I tell you. Well, what do you want me to write? Bob, dear, what's come over you? You look so strange. Never mind. Just write. Thank you. Write this. Dear sis, just a line to let you know I'm pretty sick. Pretty sick? Yeah. My leg is all swollen. But, Bob, what do you mean? My leg isn't swollen. I said right. My leg is all swollen. Something bit me while watering in the garden. Yeah. I'm uh, having lots of bad luck. This is old Blue Monday, but, uh, but my daddy will be home early tonight, and he takes good care of me. Uh, find it, Mary. Now put your darling sister's name and address on this envelope. All right. Bob, why did you make me write this to Sears? Turn around and don't talk so much. What are you doing with that adhesive tape, Bob? Bob, I'm frightened. Shut up. Bob, what are you trying to do to me? Oh, my Lord. Give it to me. I'm going to turn the kitchen table. Hurry up. Oh, there. Oh, yeah, there. She can't see. Shut up. Where was that? There. There they are. Get him, get him. What are you standing on looking like that for? All right. All right, I Take it off, I tell you. Take it off. It's barefooted. It's barefooted. Oh, don't put a foot in there. Don't. The snake's off. Real live, a spike. Oh, open up. I'll turn up the horn. 
she's fainted. Now, I can take the snakes back and give them to Snake Joe. <laughs> dead yet. She's been dead since four o'clock. To make double sure, I'd drown in the bathtub. She's finished now, all right? Come in and help me carry her out. No, I can't. Come I can't on. Do Come on. You take her feet. I'll carry her head. We'll put her in a lily pond. Come on. And then, after that, he cleaned up the bathroom, and he drove me home. That's a lie! It's a lie! You did it! Robert S. James, jury having found you guilty of murder in the first degree, I hereby sentence you to be executed according to the law of the state of California at San Quentin Prison at the time prescribed. You are to be hanged by the neck until you are dead. you have just heard is The Rattlesnake and the Barefoot Bride, dramatized from True Detective Mysteries magazine and electrically transcribed for your pleasure by Trans-American. <laughs>